Good morning, everybody. I am back with part two of 2012 to 2016. And this was a very interesting time for me. I learned a lot. I did a lot. I went through a lot of things, relationships, death in the family, jobs, you know. But as I say, this is all training ground for a much bigger picture. So as soon as I had left Big Lots, I'd found a better job. I had gone to Lowe's Home Improvement to work. I was a seasonal employee, and it was really awesome being seasonal, you know. Seasonal, you had a shot of getting a full-time job at Lowe's, and you had a shot of getting everything that you could want from Lowe's if you were a good employee. Being a good employee has never been my problem. I've always worked hard. I've always interviewed well. It's just I struggled getting along with people. And even to this day, I've been working on building better relationships, getting along with people better, and maturing and growing. So Lowe's, that was a crazy situation. Um, don't get me started on Lowe's. I was in the flooring department. I did tile. I did, I did vinyl flooring. I basically sold vinyl and tile and stocked it and sold it to the customers. Customers generally knew what they wanted. They'd come in and they'd tell me exactly what they wanted. So I just had to meet their needs. It was it was a good position. It was a heavy, heavy work though. Lifting all this tile and lifting all this vinyl flooring, stacks and stacks of flooring. And also during that time, the Paseo construction was going on right near the Lowe's. So it was very difficult on Paseo del Norte to work Lowe's because business was slow. It got so slow, they sent me home. They had to lay off, lay off a lot of temps. They had to lay off people who weren't as important. And I did work hard, though. I did do a lot, and they were very proud of me. So I did so well that they were, they were starting to look at me for interviews for higher positions and full-time. And not be temporary, but permanent. Well, that didn't work out. I got in a little tiff with a guy named James. And we didn't get along very well. And I called him something I shouldn't have said and I won't repeat it. And it got me fired about three months later after the investigation. I got picked on a lot at Lowe's because of my personality. I admit my personality was not the nicest. I was not the nicest guy. And I kind of was not a nice person. I had a reign of terror going on where I'd come in, look around, and everybody would cower and hang their heads because they didn't want a part of me. So I get out of Lowe's. And that's when I went home, stayed home, and I was able to get on disability. Disability took a while to get. It took three years to get that, and I had a good attorney. But we decided, you know what, working a job is not going to cut it for you. So we're going to do something different. So while I'm applying for disability, I start to sell on eBay eBay was awesome. eBay was the kind of thing that I could do over and over again. I loved selling on eBay, selling products, and I had the term Falcon Fast Free Shipping. Sherman's Collectibles was the name of my business on eBay, and I loved it. I'd go to flea markets. I'd go everywhere just to find cool items to sell on eBay and make some money. Goodwill sells items cheap, and I had connections there. So as I'm selling these items, I started to make some money. I struggled at first. But then I got into my stride. I started doing well. And I started selling action figures and, and collectible items. I started selling it, selling stuff that I got from local stores, toys, collectibles, action figures. I sold those from Hastings. There was the 1989 Michael Keaton NECA Batman. 
and this thing was a hot seller. I would post on eBay and get sales every two minutes on these things. I raided the stores for Michael Keaton Batmans, and I got a ton of them. I made two grand in one month selling just Batmans. And everybody wanted this, this hot selling item. It was discontinued and it was by NECA. So I'm selling Batmans and I'm very, very happy. My eBay business is going good. I'm making money and I'm doing well. Meanwhile, I'm waiting for disability. Now it gets more interesting. 2015, I also met my biological mother, Lisa Brock. This is a fascinating story in itself. I was selling on eBay, making money. I had sold Hocus Pocuses, the movie with Bette Midler. That was popular, but I was making money. So this was a funny situation. I'd been looking for my biological family for about eight years now, and I had no luck. And mom had given me tips about it. She had said, this is what her name is. She's probably in the Midwest somewhere. Mom was very vague because mom was not supportive of me finding Lisa. So... On the day I was waiting, me and my buddy Joe were going to hang out. And ironically, the 49ers and the Vikings were playing that night. And it occurred to me, I said, isn't my mom from Minnesota somewhere? And then I started doing a search for her. I looked up Lisa Brott. There were three Lisa Brotts. Lisa Jenay, Lisa Ruth Brott, and Lisa Brott. And then there was Lisa Gentry. Well, I took a shot. I saw a phone number. I tried that phone number. No one answered. I left a voicemail. And before I knew it, two hours, about an hour and a half later, my biological sister, Ariana, contacted me. And she said to me, she said, she said, Mom and I want to ask you some questions. And I started talking to Mom. And it was so exciting. I had met my biological mother for the first time in memory. So we talked a lot. She told me I was six pounds, seven ounces. She told me I was a little peanut. She told me about the taxi driver rushing to get me to the hospital, getting her to the hospital so I could be born. We have a good relationship to this day. We talk a lot. And I've never forgotten where I was raised, though. I've never forgotten about the mom that raised me. I was raised by a different family, but over time I grew close to Ariana and Lisa, and I really started to love them. And me and Lisa had a lot of visits. She'd come and visit me, and she'd we had good times. We've done a lot of things. 2015, the first visit was a bit awkward. It was very, very, very awkward. It was because my mom's energy is like my energy. It's nervousness. It's excitement. And I picked her up from the airport. And by then, I had definitely had everything I could want. I was selling on eBay. I had my biological family. And I had my adopted family. I was stoked. I was on cloud nine. Me and mom really got to know each other. She worked at Wells Fargo and we would talk every morning and we'd talk every night. And the more we talked, the more we learned. I learned that I had a grandma and a grandpa and that made me very happy. Grandma Nancy is a very special person in my life and so is Grandpa Jerry. They're divorced though. But as time went on, I got to know mom really well and we clicked really, really well. Her energy kind of offset mine. I'm a much bigger guy. For those that don't know, I'm five foot six and a half, 170 pounds. Mom is much smaller, so is my dad, and so is my sister. But I got close to all of them. I've talked to my biological father, and he's very supportive of me. He loves me. We talk. 
and he was really good to me. It, it was great talking to him. He's very supportive. He's the dad that I've always wanted. Then Ariana's my baby sister. She's four years younger than me, but she means the world to me. I would do anything for this, for, for this family. However, mom was abused by a boyfriend, and I called him out one day, long distance, and that changed the playing game. I stood up for my mom. What son would not stand up for their mother? You have to stand up for people in life. It's not always easy, but you have to. If people can't defend themselves, you better darn well defend them. And that's how I was raised. That's how my dad raised me. So after talking to mom for several years, we had several visits in between. 2016, 2015, all of these years were going on. My sister Corey got married by then. Samantha had a son named Ashton who came along. And now there were, I had two nephews and then Alex got married. My, my, uh, my older sister, I mean, younger sister, sorry, younger sister, there's a lot of us. <laughs> my younger sister got married, and so everything was going tip-top. The family was happy, health was good, business was good, everything's good. And I also got disability by then, so I was able to buy a new car, I was able to support myself, and I didn't have to work. Then, however, the visits were getting good between me and mom, and I was peaking. I was at the best time of my life. I had I had everything I could want. When I first found mom though, it was difficult because I was felt like I was going through some sort of postpartum. Now, I know you say pregnant women can only go through postpartum or women that have had babies go through postpartum, but I felt kind of like I had recovered from the flu. I felt drained. I felt very happy that I had found her, but I also felt sad in a way. The emotion of finding your mother and all the years that went by is crazy thought, but better late than never, I reckon. So I'm glad I found her. I'm glad I got to know her. And if nothing else, I felt really good about meeting her. Then, as I'm bordering into 2016, I'm watching a lot of football. I'm doing my business. I'm on disability by then, and I'm selling on eBay. Well, a new chapter breaks out when I started getting interested in the stock market. Stock market in itself is an animal and it is crazy. But man, I do love the stock market. It's just something about charts and graphs and numbers that go on. But that'll be in the next podcast. Like I say, all of this is leading up to a big plan to help others and be there for people in the community and get them what they've never had. That is the goal of my business, is to make money, but help people at the same time while making a profit. You know, that, you know I believe that everybody has a right to do what they want to do in life and do what they love. The sky is the limit for all of us. We can do whatever we set our minds to do. If you are a good basketball player, you do it to the best of your ability. If you are a good toilet cleaner, you clean toilets to the best of your ability. Whatever job you do or whatever you choose to follow down the path, all of it is honorable. All of it, all of it, all of it is an honorable job. There is no dishonorable jobs in this world. And, you know, that, that's all I've got to say about that. And visiting grandma up in 2016 really reinforced that I have a family, and I love them very much, and I am very close to them. When I went up to visit my grandma in Minnesota, I learned a lot. 
I learned that grandma was a great lady. She had a party for me and it was a welcome home Christopher type thing. And I felt really, really good and happy. My grandpa wanted to come up, but we had a plan to go fishing at Eagle's Nest. Eagle's Nest is in New Mexico, and Grandpa would go there every year to fish, and then he'd come up to Minnesota in the summer, but he lived in Texas. My grandpa was a very, very wealthy man. I won't go into financial details about him. Mom filled me in on all that, but I won't go into a lot of detail on that. He was a good guy, but he said, he said, son, I will pay halfway for you to come to Texas if you pay the other half. And I, to this day, think about it and thought, you know what, I should have done that, because he would not live forever. But let bygones be bygones, forgive yourself. Anyways, when I went up to Grandma's, I had a side of Minnesota. It was a great place to be. I saw the Viking Stadium. We did a lot of cool things me and Mom did, and I felt really happy about myself. I knew that Minnesota was a great state, land of 10,000 lakes. I think there's like 13,000 lakes altogether. But all in all, Minnesota was great for me, and I'm very happy I could go up there and see all of my families, you know, see everybody. It was really a good feeling, and mom has always been a good host. She's always taken care of me, and we have had a lot of good times. So without further ado, I'm going to end this podcast. Be braced for the next years, which will be 2017 to 2020, and this is the the next podcast is the last one. This is part two of my podcast, but I want you guys all to know I will be making more podcasts in future, lessons, stuff I know about my business. Till then, I hope everybody has an awesome day. Hang in there with this coronavirus, and I hope you guys are staying healthy, drinking lots of water, doing your business. Follow me on Instagram. You're going to find me at chrisluce 87 on Twitter, I'm going to be at Sherman's on eBay. I will post those links eventually to where you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can get a lot more. You can get to know me a lot better and get to know me. And see what I'm about. So, that's all I got. I am out. I hope everyone has an awesome morning. I hope you guys all stay healthy. And I will be back with the last podcast very, very soon. This podcast will be a big deal. It's going to go into a lot of detail about what led up to this, the the connections, the people I've met, the great people, and what what is propelling me to get this business idea going. To hear that, though, I have to start the beginning with my journey. All of this is training ground for later. Till then, folks, hope you have an awesome morning, and goodbye. <laughs>